When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At the signal, it will be 21, 13, and 0 seconds. Roger Doyle, you're a charlatan. Defend yourself. It's your, your big chance, to be honest. Yeah, I, I am always honest. The fact that you have problems with, with electronic music, maybe, maybe you think deep down, ten layers down, that you should be composing with electronic music. I certainly music. do one layer down. At the signal, it will be 21, 13, and 10 seconds. And I don't think he finds himself so much an artist because, because he is consciously striven to reach that. It's simply, it's as if everything around him has moved away and therefore he's in isolation. And that isolation right. is called an artist. At the signal, it will be 21, 13 and 20 seconds. Roger Law's music by picking up recordings of ordinary found sounds, you know, and they make music and... God, you suddenly realise, you know, that's great, that is music. And you hear things completely differently than you've ever heard before. And, like, women who are out in suburbia, you know, they just might hear something else, but they have to be told. At the signal, it will be 21, 13 and 30 seconds. What is a violin? A violin is, is a piece of wood shaped like a woman's body, in which you... You rub, lovely. You rub, <laughs> you rub a stick across it, which has <laughs> tightened horse hairs on it. <laughs> horse hairs, which you rub across this string. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my God! My God! What is a French horn? <laughs> French what? It's a piece of bent brass, round and around and around again, which you blow into, you know, and, and it produces these these tones. At the signal. It will be 21, 13, and 40 seconds. I am the wife of the composer. And um, people come up to me and they ask, what instrument do you play? And um, sometimes I say that I'm tone deaf. That's... They think that I'm joking and trying to put them off and they move on. And uh, one lady took me seriously and uh, she said, um, that must be terrible for your husband, that you don't understand his soul at all. Then I moved on and filled my drink up. And I decided then to have uh, a different reply. So the next time I said, uh, I played the second fiddle. (laughs) 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 And this uh, person said, of course, uh, to play the second fiddle can be as difficult as uh, playing the first fiddle, I know.
is really, yeah, yeah. Heavy traffic on this road too, isn't there? Yeah. The composer in his garret, in his freezing cold garret in the winter time. Excuse me, I'm finishing my fig roll here. Um, is that what you mean? Because uh, um, I suppose I don't know. I'm caught a bit off guard here now. I think reminded me of, of these composers in their garrets. Here I am in my tower in Pigeon House Road, which is a kind of 1970s garret because our lifestyles, standard of living has gone up since the 17th and 18th century. Maybe uh, there's some fantastic difference in lifestyles between... depends so much on what kind of music you're writing. I have chosen to write this kind of music which is unpopular. Uh, I know it's unpopular and I'm not a fool. People say to me, why don't you write pop music? And I I, I think I could write pop music. I was a drummer in the pop Could I shift this thing? Yes. This conversation. Yes. Somebody who does this thing whilst his wife and family starve. Is that true, Roger? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you lining up now? I'd like to line up here a simple sound which you would hear every day, well, any day that is that you walked out on the beach, and it is simply some effects of some footsteps in the beach, which I'm going to show later on how I've incorporated this into one of my compositions. So here are the footsteps, plain and simple. Boy track effects of footsteps. In the very far distance, you'll be able to hear birds and seagulls and things. The footsteps start again now in a moment. from composition incorporating what you just heard second ago
That's it. One of the things that occurs to me is that but, we really uh, That is at least one thing we have in common, that we, we are both um, unmarketable, I suppose. We're yeah. both uncommercial. We're both sticking to our guns. We're both in a vacuum, even though we don't want to be, probably. Um, so well, yes, we want to be, and no, we don't want to be. Why are we? Uh, why? Why are we at each other? Oh. Here we are in Talbot Street. It's this multiplicity of images, multiplicity of sounds, the, the industrial age, if you like, that we're living in, which interests me—not single sound items, but how they are all combined one into the other. Hello. I'm looking for a record by Roger Doyle. It's called Thalia. Of CBS. CBS Records. Yes. Um, I don't have it on hand at all now, so I'd have to get it for you. Yeah. It's a rather eccentric old house. I think eccentric is the word for it. Well, it's got a tower uh, left-hand corner of it because next door to me here is what used to be the Coast Guard's house which also has a tower in it. It was now uh, a series of flats, I think. This is a cottage in the back garden of 70 Pigeon House Road, where punk rock group rehearse nearly every day. Good Lord. Brian. Yes. I have an RTE sound crew here. Mm-hmm. Doing have heard any of Roger's stuff at all tomorrow? Yeah, I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard just snatches of those albums, yeah. <laughs> I'll be Same honest, here. be honest. Oh, yeah. Do you want an opinion on it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's great dancing music, you know. Can you imagine anything more different than a concert of your music and a concert of my music? No. Of course, you don't know, but you've never been to a I've, concert of I've my music. I haven't actually, no, but I heard about something you did in the project, which I can't imagine being very close to what we're. Oh, well, same thing, basically. We're obviously trying to say something, basically, but totally different approaches, I think. Yeah. As you know, I'm in it for fame and fortune. That's right. And what, you, what are you in it for? I'm in it for spiritual growth. Well, spiritual growth I get as well out of my bank account. <laughs> Seven percent. Seven percent spiritual growth <laughs> and annually taxed. Is that, is that What I'm doing now here is to lay track one on a 16-track tape recorder, which we have here in the studio. I'm making a telephone composition on tape using the sounds of international telephone systems all over the world. We have here channel one, and in the course of of this programme, we're going to uh, drop in on the stages of this work and its various stages of completion and at the end we're going to end up with 16 channels possibly all going at the same time I would, I would like to
say something serious now, which I was saying before the tape ran out before. That, that when, I was, when I was 20, I was an artist with a small A. That must have been nice. Yes, it was nice, very nice. Uh, <clears throat> I became a composer without even realising it. By the back door. When I reached uh, the age of 29 and three quarters, which I am now, it became, it's so hard to be a composer. Uh, I don't know whether it's, no, it's not just this country. It became so hard to be a composer that you either dig your heels in or you go over to some other side and you write pop songs, which I'm capable of, I'm sure, because I was a drummer when I was 14 and so forth. So by the time you reach the age of 30, you're an artist with a capital A because you have dug your heels in. And to hell with the begrudges. And to hell with the begrudges. That's how I feel. No, Germany wasn't being pre What track is that boy then, Under the French and German. In my innermost being, I feel threatened by it, and I hate Roger with a, a pure hatred. Really? Yes, I do, and I walk on it every morning at 5.30. Um, but the hate is a terrible strong word to use. Yeah, I do. I, I hate him. Um, you mean, do you feel that you, what you are doing is, you know, you're, in a, you're a civil servant and you have a full-time paid job, and you feel because he's a, what you might regard as a free spirit, you feel threatened by somebody who no. is a free spirit? No, that's completely irrelevant. Whether I paint my car blue, white or red, that's irrelevant. His composition, and that's the only thing that interests me, his music, my music, they are fighting it out, they are slugging it out, He's whacking, he's breaking my jaw. And they're in competition with each other. They are in in complete competition. There's another sense in which they're not in competition, but there is a sense in which they are in competition. He has gone on record, defend us as you will, Roger, Mm -hmm. uh, that instrumental music is dead. Electronic music, uh, let us kiss the uh, private and public parts of Ho Chi Minh, whatever it is. That is a load (laughs) of cards wallop. It will be 15, 28... I'm just on the uh, French and German tele-tourist from London, giving information in those two different languages, even to hear the two of them together uh, gives you something greater than the sum of the parts, my opinion. 28 and 20 seconds. I, I of course, think my music is the most easiest and simple and innocent music and why can't everyone understand it? Why do people find difficulties with it? Why do people think of these extraordinary athletic questions to ask me about the meanings and the hidden this, that and the other? I I just can't get over that. I'm not the first uh, I know I'm not the first um, composer or artist to say this at all. They, They can't see why people find things so difficult. And I must say I can't see why anybody finds it difficult. What about this yeah. idea that I've had for a long time that uh, Roger is not really a composer at all, but he's just a, um, a refuse cyclist. He recycles sounds. <laughs> like, <coughs> I mean, to the layman, it appears as if he's really not composing at all. He's just gathering sounds and sticking them together in some accidental form, which yeah. appeals in some aesthetic fashion to himself and appeals to other 
lunatics sometimes <laughs> it appears to me very much <laughs> yeah. I think to they, Joe Soap it appears like a lunatic composi- composition by a lunatic person and anybody who takes it seriously is equally a lunatic you know I don't know what Joe thinks about this because he's used Rogers music <laughs> as much as I have well my answer uh, as a that is that the composer today is doing absolutely nothing different to the composer of the last century. The composer of the last century didn't have the technical facilities which we have available to us today. I've said this a hundred times before, but I'll say it once again. Mm. There is a good reason for everything that I do and other composers who, who wouldn't. Let's not be shy. There's a very good reason for everything, a very good intellectual reason why I should use tape recorders, why I should use sounds produced in an electronic music studio, why I should use the sounds of Talbot Street if I want to, or a bird, or a beach, or a dog barking, or the squeal of brakes. Uh, Technology has given me the facility to use this, and... All a composer does is put sounds together um, to, I don't know, to fulfil his own fantasy, to um, to make sense as a sound. And all the composers Hello? of the last century... Hello? Hello? Geraldine? Hello, Geraldine? Brendan McCarthy here. Just don't hang up. Hello? Uh, Benton, yeah. Two is the clock. No, ju- ju- just a moment. Give me that again, will you? It's the, contem- it's, it's the contemplation of the tension between <laughs> the necessity of doing something and the realisation that what you are doing may be completely irrelevant. Now, that's the nearest I've ever got to a definition of art. Could you repeat that again? All right, I'll, I'll repeat it for the labour. Okay. It's, it's an expression. That's what art is. It's an expression of realising that it is necessary to do something and that it is quite irrelevant whether you do it or not. is something that is not slottable inable yeah. slotted, slotted in. For instance, this man's music is not slottable inable. It doesn't fit into any of our configurations of common sense or broadcasting or performance or anything else. It breaks all of the rules. And, of course, that's why uh, occasionally you find people objecting to it, like I object to it as lunacy, mm-hmm. only appreciated by lunatics like myself. Um, but... I think the, the, the main point behind this music is to break those categories, the, the straitjacket categories of mm. 19th century cla- classical music. You think that the music had not existed before or after Bach, uh, the way we approach music like this. This, mm-hmm. 
expands us. change the standard of living of the, of the people of this country, the yeah, working yeah, people yeah. of this country. Am I, am I right? It sounds like Matt Brown. Here, here. That's not entirely unapropos because I once asked, um, suggested to you that, uh, that to, to Roger, that is, uh, that's you, um, yes. that you, um, you were claiming that you were completely unresponsible to society in your in your work mm. and we spent a long time arguing about this and I wonder have you changed your view on this do you find yourself completely unresponsible for or to the society around you in other words do you still subscribe to a very ancient not very ancient but a, a, an invented idea of the artist as being above it all away from it all apart from it all, responsible only to himself and to his God-given talent, etc., etc. Mm. That is a hard one. I think I have modified my view slightly. I do... Um, I find myself having been, even in my music, very full of jokes, um, very unserious, very studenty uh, in my approach to the music... And um, as I have got older, I have become more serious. And I think maybe I'm a, I'm a little bit too serious at the moment. Uh, you are all right. You're very unentertaining at this precise moment. <laughs> <laughs> In that I, there is very much... I think there's about 80% of, of the ancient uh, belief in me that I am apart from everything with my God-given gift. Um, about two years ago, I think it was 100% that... And now I think I have some kind of responsibility. Um, but I don't know. No, I don't know what it is. No, I think I think you probably will be able to use that. I certainly... Need I'm sure you should be working on symphonies and wind quintets. I began by writing wind quintets oh, and, and, and piano concertos and orchestral pieces. Your first piano concerto was, was pitiable. I, I, I remember it well. I played it myself in the Wigmore Hall. I had no was a total flop. It fell forward on its chin. It <laughs> I was began, Frank. I began by doing <laughs> instrumental music. Oh and my I god! I very slowly changed to You'd doing tape know music. They loved each other. <laughs> I have no desire to do I instrumental mean, music anymore. If you have some some second layer desire to do tape music, well, go ahead and do it. But I, I, sh- I hope it doesn't desire, interfere with our uh, friendly relationship with each oh, other. Oh, let, let us. I am being perfectly honest. You're a very intelligent man. You've been presented with an honest statement. Mm. You were asked for an honest Do I hate Frank Corcoran or his music? That's not the question. What's the question, then? You are presented with an honest statement. What is your honest reaction? Don't play to the mic. I'm not playing to the mic. I never play to the mic. 
He hates me because he thinks my music is good. Is that it? Partly. Because he thinks he should be writing tape music. No. Well, I don't think I should be writing instrumental music. I am completely at home and at one with myself. I don't hate anyone. Well, listen, Frank, why can't I keep composing merrily away and why can't you keep composing merrily away in our two different worlds? Why should we hate each other or feel antagonistic yeah, towards each other's music? Wait, no, wait, you've, no. you've threatened his mode of performance and composition. Yeah. By using tape. By using tape and electronic sounds and everything. And, b- yeah. and not just that, but, but by dismissing... And by dismissing instrumental music. The mode of his And that's composition. the only thing that I would call in question. Yeah. yeah. How dare you dismiss the whole instrumental tradition? I'll tell you how I dare, because... And listen, don't trot out all this nonsense about 19th century boys and so on, and Mozart, who incidentally belonged to the 18th century, okay? I'm not going to talk about Mozart for a moment. No, no, I'm not being pedantic. If I have a pet hate it, it's Mozart. Good, that's okay. Well, may may the Lord be good to you. That's all my mother would say. I'm only talking about the pitch relationships you have uh, with instrumental music. Music composers... (laughs) And we have been ringing up newspaper offices and people around the world this morning. And we are working with a 16-track tape machine. And uh, we are doing a mix-down on various voices, um, you know, for an impressionistic piece that we have commissioned for one of our radio programmes. It all sounds very random, I know, but I hope that it does make some sense to you. Yes? Well, we won't be identifying any voices. I, I think I should make that clear passionately in pitch relationships, and so do you. And wait for my next analysis of, for instance, Thalia and the pitch relationships therein. Mm-hmm. I could do a beautiful job on them. Well, go ahead. Okay. I mean, Thalia is a composition which uses pitch, it uses noise, it uses sounds, right. it uses actresses, yeah. it uses flute and guitar, it uses brass bands. Right. Um, so what's your point? Can I, can I interject Please, here? Well. Um, <clears throat> Thalia seemed to me to be the perfect um, uh, and probably the only time I've ever thought that music was suitable for a film. And uh, I don't know how it exists in its own right. I don't know that. But I do know that in terms of accompaniment and definition of images, it mm. was perfect. Now, it's possible that, uh, or how would you defend this uh, suggestion, that your music is um, background music. Not uh, the, the all right, I'll be, I'll be crude as well. Mm-hmm. I'll say, suppose, I'll say, let's say it's possibly the equivalent of music in a pub, suitable for playing in an environment where something else is happening. Um, no, Joe has, has used your music in films as well, and your music seems to be very appropriate to uh, film. I've found it so, and you and you found it, haven't you, Joe? Yeah, but there's there's times when I've used Roger's music as the base for producing the pictures. It always it hasn't always been the pictures. Um, I haven't always. Um, uh, made a series of pictures and then looked to Roger for the the, the music to go with it. It has worked mm. the other way around as well. Mm. Yeah, I, well, that's the, in fact the only sense in which I've used Roger's music in film as well because I've thought that this particular sound or this sequence of sounds were 
good enough or appropriate enough or evocative enough to, in fact, generate images appropriate to it. So, in fact, it's not background music at all. It is, in fact, defining... It is, in fact, even choosing your visual images. Well, it does have that strength, yeah. 47 and 40 seconds. 47 and Half a second fast. No, it's probably the clock here is probably wrong. It's probably slipped out. Half a second. Yes, yes. Put her on channel ten. What's noticeable to me in, in working and the music that you that I've ended up using on soundtracks is that you worked in complete isolation from me. That's Intellectually, we, we, we don't... Um, You're miles apart. We don't apparently have, uh, you know, work on parallel grounds. Mm. But when I produce a sequence of pictures and I look for a sound to match it, mm. for some uncanny reason, the two things seem to match together. Now, mm. why that happens is quite un- inexplicable to me. Can I, can I tell a little story at this stage? When, when Bob asked me to use, uh, to compose music for his film Cluck, uh, I it was just before I was going to Holland to compose a, a new composition. And when I got back from composing uh, Thalia, I said to Bob, listen, Bob, I'm afraid I haven't had any time to work on your film soundtrack at all, but uh, you might as well listen to, uh, to Thalia, the composition I did, I did there. And his reaction was... Um, Jesus Christ, this, this fits dead on with the film, you know, um, which was quite accidental. Um, well, it wasn't accidental at all, of course. What? I mean, it wasn't accidental what? at all. I mean, I had told you exactly what to write, and you'd gone away to <laughs> Holland, and you had written precisely what I wanted. I, did I had not. given you exactly the ideas that I wanted to have conveyed in music. <laughs> And you had gone away to Holland and composed them and then pretended that they were a separate <laughs> exercise. <laughs> and as, as it happened, I used the almost the entire score absolutely as it was with a few sound effects stuck in. Of course, he pretends that he went away to Holland, you know, composed so this So you used thing. his music. You used it shamefacedly. It was a servant of your art. Let's move this way. If you could you say that if you if you weren't healthy, you wouldn't be right. Are you saying that in order to do anything so-called inverted commas uh, quotation marks creative end quotation marks, <laughs> you have to be slightly <laughs> sick? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Uh, I think you're right. <laughs> I am really. I, I really am, yeah. I think that art, small art, uh, it is, yeah, it's getting smaller all the time. <laughs>
But uh, I, I think, okay, it's roots are mysterious, but uh, it must come out of some kind of disturbance. In, in terms of inadequacy, that they say. I think so. Maybe you're articulating other people's inadequacy as well. Yeah, I mean, the and idea was to have the voices starting off at first, all this mass of turbine voices gradually fading away to this spacey sound. Uh, in fact, it was your suggestion then to bring in this, this woman saying, the talking clock. I was going to leave in those uh, spacey sounds by themselves and let it fade out. Uh, but uh, at your suggestion, I brought in this talking clock thing, and I think it really added to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, also it determined the shape of the piece a bit better too, having it there. In fact, what happened was that I was thinking in terms of a, a sculptor uh, tearing out of a lump of stone an image, mm. and I and I just um, thought that what your man here had mm. produced um, precisely paralleled mm. that process, mm. and it equated to it. I mean, it wasn't a matter of me shooting something and then um, finding this music. Mm. Called Talia or whatever it was. In fact, it didn't. You weren't even sure of the of the title of the That's piece. True, that yeah. he hadn't even named it, and certainly the record hadn't been produced. And uh, finding that it equated absolutely precisely, just as Joe has said, to the sequence of ideas that I had thought should be should emerge from yeah, the film. It was Bob uh, dress it up how you will. It wasn't used. Will. It was not used. Right, no, dress it up how you will. It was used. Right. It was background music. It it did not generate images for you. You no, used it, it as background music for your own filmic images. It defined no, it, 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 the yeah, images. That's 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 a much more precise description. Yeah. It is not background, it is definition. It did, did like what Joe? Look, you, well, you you look at any scene in a film and put and put a bit of uh, Mozart to it, and put a bit of Roger Doyle to it. The, exactly the same uh, scene, exactly the same shot. Or Frank shot. Corcoran. Or Frank Corcoran. I need. And you just see the difference the sound makes to yeah, it. Yeah, go on. Should I know that? Should like that, what? I mean, that's that's the whole point about film. Film is, film images are mindless. They are are not rational. They are purely emotional. That's what they say they are. I don't understand that. They are, their meaning is defined by the sound behind them and the sound is invariably music and Mr. Roger Doyle or Mr. Frank Hawken are the people who define the images. Beautiful, Bob. That's not enough. And I cut across Joe... Look, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. I'm looking what? at this bit of film uh, today about... Um, it, it's an old bit of film shot right. about the Civil War in Ireland and it's about mm-hmm. men, they, they take off their caps and some of them kneel down, and they do it in a, a rhythm. Now, I looked at the film and, and played seconds. a piece of music, which was Rogers. At the signal, it will be 21, 15, and 20 seconds. There is a gap being made between Big R and the man on the street. At the signal, that is it will be wide. 21. That gap should be narrowed a little. By whom, though? I am holding out my hand. I am holding out my hand and I'm saying hello to you. I have brought out my two records by, by sweat and blood. I am holding out my hand to you. Here I am. Hello. It's not holding out the hand, Roger. No, it is true. No, it is. It is. Go on, Roger. It is. Go on, Roger. Go on. 
No, no, go on, Jerry. How the do gap, you hold out your hand? Of course the gap has to be widened. But no, narrowed, I think. A the gap has to be narrowed, I mean, sorry. The gap has to be narrowed. But the man in the street has to come towards me as well as me coming towards him. And say what to you? That's not the point I would make. I am saying hello to him. All he has to do is say hello to me and shake my hand. And not, and not dismiss me. 16 and 0 seconds. I'm going to move into much more uh, perform, much more accent on the performance, live performance. Uh, my stuff at the moment is grand for radios and records. Um, it's grand for you to create your own environment whilst listening to it. But a live performance, it's very tricky. I've I've been using dancers and trying to get over the boredom of watching two loudspeakers for half an hour. So music theatre will be a, a new venture for me. Well, is it a new venture or is it an acceptance of a form of defeat? In other words, an acceptance that there isn't really a public for the work that you've been doing. Oh, no. There isn't an audience for it. Um, that it's a bit purposeless for you and that you've gone as far as you can. No, my, my decisions are entirely artistic ones. I, I've come to the end of the road for the time being with tape music possibilities. Um... Uh, entirely well they're about 95% artistic considerations um, but now I want to move back to performance hi Jerry uh, how's it going we're finished finished completely are you finished yeah. completely four minutes yeah yeah no Thank you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.